Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. If you're new to our little team, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can get next week's show fast and free. The very second we release our romp through the week of football news every single Monday. And what a week this week has been in football. Paul Pogba may not be doing a whole lot on the pitch at the moment, but at least he's having an impact off it. The £89 million man reportedly refused to sign an autograph for a fan whilst out in Manchester enjoying a curry. A confrontation followed, a plate was smashed, and apparently the police were called to the disturbance, and it was all captured on social media. What a load of idiots. You don't go throwing plates around in Indian restaurants. You should do that in a nice little Greek taverna instead. Right, what's coming up on this week's show? Arsene Wenger signals the end of the world. The fastest footballer in the West. Cards more disturbing than that Valentine's Day one you get from your mum. But first, we go on the piss with a load of referees. Everyone enjoys having a bit of a pop of the ref when their team loses. It's nice to blame the hard-working man in black in the middle who's just trying to keep the game under control instead of the goal-shy sack up front who's stealing 150 grand a week from your club, isn't it? But as this season seems to have had more refereeing misdemeanours than usual, at least on this one occasion, we have an excuse to have a bit of a go. It would be fair to say that referee Kevin Friend had a bit of an off day during Manchester United versus Bournemouth last week. UFC wrestling moves, head stamps and elbows to the face all went unpunished in the game. To be fair, according to Zlatan, it wasn't an elbow to the face. What appeared to be Ibrahimovic taking a move straight out of the Marrow and Fellaini training manual and aiming a well-aimed pointy bit to the face of Tyron Mings wasn't quite as it seems, according to Ibra. Jump up, I jump high, and he jumps into my elbow, so hopefully he didn't get injured or something. I know exactly what he means. It's like in Jaws. That shark didn't mean to eat that swimmer. She just jumped into his mouth and started wriggling around on his teeth. Poor old shark. The FA, however, didn't quite see it that way and handed him a three-game ban and yet more fingers were pointed at Friend as to how he missed such a key incident. Well, apparently he'd spent the week with fellow referee Anthony Taylor. And where was Anthony Taylor? Let's ask at Pickerden on Twitter who said Keep an eye on ref Anthony Taylor at Swansea versus Burnley. And he stagged you in Marbella earlier in the week. Amazing. I love that a group of referees have all gone on holiday together clubbing in Marbella. I guess why not? When the DJ asks the whistle posse to make some noise, at least they've got all the gear in hand they need. And it wasn't just Friend who made some mistakes, Anthony Taylor had a stinker in his game as well. But was Burnley manager Sean Dyche going to point the finger at the lad's holiday in the sun? No, he was not. No, if he's a human being, he's allowed to live his life, I would imagine. I don't know, unless there's a rule that prevents him from doing that. A no Marbella rule. As long as he stayed off the carbs, because it's no carbs for Marbs, isn't it? <laughs> I think, so they say, allegedly. Great call, Sean. Bang on. And yes, that is one of those rules as well, along with some other rules, such as if you do shots and things, you'll miss that elbow on Mings. If you party much too hard, you're bound to forget that yellow card. And most importantly of all, if you go clubbing till one, you'll end up in the pages of the sun. Now, whistle posse, make some noise! Amazingly this week, getting hammered by Bayern Munich wasn't the worst thing to happen to Arsenal. 
even though the North Londoners should really be charged with bringing the game into disrepute following their performance on the field in the last 16 of the Champions League, it's the future of two key individuals that seems to be causing the most concern. That of star striker Alexi Sanchez, who everyone is desperate stays, and that of Arsene Wenger, who has an ever dwindling number of people wanting him to stay, including, it would seem, Alexi Sanchez. The Chilean star has looked a frustrated player in recent weeks, waving his arms around like a full-time referee in a Marbella nightclub whenever something goes wrong on the pitch, looking exasperated and no doubt feeling exactly the same way as most Arsenal fans do as they watch once more the inevitability of a mid-season collapse, Champions League exit and top four finish play out in exactly the same way as it has every other year for the last 10 years. There have been whispers about Sanchez's happiness for some time, but those whispers reached the volume of an Arsenal TV outburst this week after he was dropped for the Gunners' vital showdown with Liverpool. A move that Wenger described as a tactical one. At Liverpool, they decided to go for a more direct option. Unless those tactics were desperately trying to lose the game, it's hard to believe, particularly as Wenger adopting a long ball game is thought to be a sign of the forthcoming apocalypse. Arsenal lost the game, and afterwards yet more rumours emerged about a training ground punch-up. A bust-up which Wenger responded to in the most Wenger-esque way possible. I'm not aware. Nothing happened. If Arsene Wenger ever goes on This Is Your Life, he'll have one hell of a shock. He's not seen most of the key moments from his career. The Frenchman also came out with this rather strange, under-the-radar criticism of Sanchez. He's a committed player and uh, sometimes with excessive behaviours. You're accusing him of excessive commitment. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what I want to see from players on my team. Or even just sometimes a little bit of commitment now and again would be nice. Arsene Wenger, effectively, is having a pop at Sanchez for caring too much and trying too hard. Sanchez responded to that in an Instagram post that read more like a motivational poster than a swipe at his team and his manager when he said, The true warrior fights not because he hates the one in front of him, but because he loves those behind him. The only failure is not trying. I'm going to put that on my office wall. When we hear the term player power, we assume footballers are angling for more money or a move to the bigger club. Here we have a player who only wants his teammates to try a bit harder. The guy's a bloody hero. If some sources are to be believed, it seems to be a case of him or me when it comes to Sanchez, with Wenger being very much the him in this scenario. But Wenger's future is no clearer either. Despite the fact there's reportedly a two-year contract on the table should he want to sign it, Fan frustration is reaching fever pitch and even some of his own players seem to be pitching in on the should he, shouldn't he stay debate. First, have a listen to this. Is everyone behind him and do they want him to be the manager of this football club next season? Look, uh, I think uh, it's not down to the players to choose a manager. Did you hear that just after the question? Look, uh, I think... Uh... That is Per Mertesacker pissing himself laughing just as the reporter asks Wenger if the players want him to stay in North London. It makes me think that this whole Wenger era has been some massive practical joke to see how much anger you can squeeze out of just one fan base by repeatedly disappointing them each and every season. And if that's the case, all the players are in on it too. Alex Oxlade-Chamberpot made his contribution this week by clicking like on a video of fans calling for Wenger to go. 
which he later claimed was an accident. The video in question? Of course, it was Arsenal TV, who were busy having the most miserable and hugely profitable season of their lives, raking in the views as football fans up and down the country take pure joy from their pure misery, fam, and their pure anger, blood. Know what I mean? It's now become impossible for me to talk about Arsenal on this show without taking a little tiny peek at the angry faces on Arsenal TV as they spout their Wenger hatred whilst looking like the club shop has thrown up on top of them. So let's hear this week from regular troops who sounded absolutely beaten after the Bayern Munich game on Tuesday. I'm finished with this blood. I'm finished, fam. I can't take it no more, fam. I swear, to you, it's killing me now, fam. You understand? I'm hurt, blood. The only thing I want is Wenger to fuck off. I want Kronky to fuck off. I just want it to end blood. That kind of misery is special. That kind of misery is joyful. And that kind of misery is exactly why Arsene Wenger needs to stay at Arsenal and complete the world's greatest ever practical joke. This week, footballing history was made with the first ever green card being shown to a player in a Serie B match between Virtus Entala and Vicenza. The green card incentive is awarded to players or teams that show exceptional fair play during a game, and it all adds up to their fair play tally at the end of the season. Traditionally, the winner of the Fair Play League ends up winning a European place in the Intertoto Cup, and I'm now slightly worried that the effect that this might have on teams over here. Take for example a team like Swansea, very unlikely to pick up a qualifying place in Europe by any other means, so why not go all out for the Fair Play place by picking up as many green cards as possible? Opposition striker can't jump quite high enough to head in a corner? Give him a leg up! Other teams midfield dynamo on a mazy run for your defence? Give them a big cheer of encouragement. How about the other dugout is looking a little confused over your tactical formation? Go up and whisper your secret set-piece tactics into his ear. Green card, green card, green card. You'll be in Europe getting smashed 10-2 by Bayern Munich in no time. And there's something to look forward to. But with red and yellow cards already, green cards doing the rounds in Italy and orange cards being discussed by FIFA, there's a good chance your average stadium could start looking like a branch of Clinton cards pretty soon. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Wayne Rooney could be handed a with sympathy card by the ref every time he fails to get on the pitch for United this season. Aww. Given the mental capacity of the average footballer, this is going to get very confusing very quickly, as the cards in the referee's pocket start to resemble a Dulux colour chart. Red, yellow, green, orange, but what does it all mean? Mm -hmm. Well, just like for primary school children learning their first colours, on the left side we've written a special song to help them remember. Are you ready children? Oi, Diego Costa, are you chewing? Are you chewing? Stop that. Pay attention. No, Cortinho, you can go to the toilet after we finish the song. Are you ready? Red! That's what you get when you kick someone in the head and yellow. That's allowed for an unsportsmanlike foul. Green! That's in the mood if you have been really good at orange. That will be shown if you have committed an offence that isn't deemed a red card but should be considered worthy of a simple offence. The resulting ban is likely to be 10 minutes or approximately. Oh, fuck off. Should we just stick to the red and yellow cards this season? 
good. And finally, I'd like to conclude this week's show with the world's greatest football interview. Footballers have mastered the art of speaking plenty but saying nothing with post-match chats where they talk about games of two halves, taking it one game at a time and lads who have done well. But Tottenham's Jan Vertonghen managed to distill his after-game chat down to the very essence of the art. OK, Jan's in a hurry, so it's going to be a very quick interview. Jan, what do you think of the game today? Yeah, very good. Okay. Thank you very much. Seven seconds in and out. My wife may not be impressed with that kind of efficiency, but I am. And if everyone did it, it would certainly speed up match of the day. Right, that's it. We're done. Thanks for listening to On The Left Side. Please make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss next week's episode. It's still free and it's still dead fast as well. I'm off to have a pint with Mark Clattenberg and a few shots with Mike Dean because that's full time. Bye! On The Left Side is a pain your headphones. <laughs> Douche. Hey, why don't you drink a beer while we do some credits? <laughs> On the left side. Yeah, outtakes for the credits. <laughs> That's, that's what you want. <laughs> Delivering what you want. On the left side is a paint your headphones production for abrupt audio and is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>